0: Well, a very good day to all of our listeners, uh, all of those in the audience of hearing what we're teaching today. This is Abraham Foss of For Your Good Ministries International, and today, yet again, we're going to continue with a series that we began quite some while ago, a series that we have entitled by its heading of There's Only One. And so today we're going to teach from Scripture, and the title of that that we're going to teach is There's only one thing that causes the word of God to have no or zero effect. Now that's a powerful statement. There's only one thing that causes the word of God to have no or zero effect in my and or your life. In Hebrews 4, verse 12, we learn that the Word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It can divide spirit, soul, and body. So we have the powerful Word of God with an ability that is eternal and is representative of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yet this Word can be nullified or rendered ineffective by one thing. Of course, if there's only one thing that can render the word of God null and ineffective in my life and bring it to zero outworking in my life, I want to know what that one thing is. Well, Mark writes, and it'd be good to read the entire context of the book, but he now arrives at what I call an interim conclusion when he gets to Mark chapter 7 and verse 13. And Mark writing says, of course, inspired by the Holy Spirit. He says of Jesus Christ, he says that we can make the word of God of no or zero effect by our traditions and doctrines that have been handed down to us by our ancestors. So what Mark is saying is he's saying that we have traditions and doctrines that we're holding on to that have been passed down or handed down to us by our ancestors, be that our fathers and were our fathers, fathers, fathers. We're holding on to that and we are allowing that to supersede what the Word of God teaches. So there is a blockage. Yeah, we have the Word of God, we have access to it but we're allowing our traditions and doctrines that have been handed down to us by our ancestors to block or deny us tapping into the deep well of the resource of the abundant power and ability to live that abundant life in Christ because we have kept that ability or we have severed that ability because we are holding on to our traditions and doctrines. When you study what traditions and doctrines truly are, It's our cultural persuasions or preferences It's the way our certain culture given to a nation or a group of persons conducts its life. Those are known as traditions or doctrines now described as cultures that we hold on to. In many countries around the world, when we speak, we say, well, that's my culture. Well, for as long as we are holding on to our culture, as it's not representative of the Word of God, we are limiting and making the Word of God a no effect in our lives. So how do we deal with our culture? Well, we take it and we perceive the Word as a filter and we drop it into the Word of God. If it doesn't come out the other side, we need to be quick to lay it down. Why? Well, Mark stripes because it's making the Word of God of null. No or no or zero effect in our lives. And for as long as the Word of God is not effective in our lives, we gain to live a life of defeat, be it that we're defending our cultures, we will notice that our life is in downward spiral, that we are not rising up and living the successful life that Christ wants for us and God desires for us and is made available to us by the Word of God. We can have cultures in how we do marriage, and how we function as a husband or a wife. We can have cultures in how we function in society. We can have cultures in how we perceive business, employer or, or employee to be. And yet when we hold on to our culture, if it's inconsistent with the culture of the world, because we are citizens of another kingdom. We now supersede the culture of earth. We have another culture, another tradition and doctrine which is the way of a loving, caring, and powerful God. And when we're willing, as we should be, because His way releases life, we're willing to embrace the culture of the kingdom and say, I denounce or renounce my culture that's rending me to a place of insufficiency, a place where maybe I'm perishing in that area of my life. I'm going to go with the culture of the kingdom. Then the Word of God becomes effective in our lives, And things change in our lives because no longer does the lid of our traditions and doctrines that have been handed down to us by our ancestors and our predecessors, we're saying we're going to take the culture of the kingdom. And when we do that, the word of God becomes powerful. So Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 2, and we'll only talk briefly for time doesn't allow much reference to this portion of Scripture, But Paul's writing to the Romans, and in verse 1 of chapter 12, he says, I beseech you, he's imploring, he's pleading to us, he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Our God is a merciful God. We don't get what we deserve. Our God is a merciful God. But Paul says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. What that really means, in short, is that I'll take my ways, my traditions, my doctors, my thoughts, my biases, my persuasions, and I'm putting it on an altar to be burned. Because that is limiting, prospectively even destroying my life. Then, verse 2 is engaged. He says, and then be no longer conformed to the pattern of this world the way the world does it, the way our ancestors do it. He says, be no longer conformed, but it's sort of, I'm willing to put it on the altar and sacrifice it. Then, be no longer conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed, metamorphosized by the renewing of your mind. He says, for then you will know and prove and have manifest your livingness existence. Then you will know... That good, acceptable, and perfect will of God, which is the ways of the kingdom that God has availed to us by His Word. So go to the Word and how to do marriage, and how to do finance, how to coexist and love unconditionally your neighbor in spite of him or herself, how to govern the nation, how to be an employee or an employer, how to be a businessman. How to function in every societal exposure that we walk in on this planet. And we were, when we lay down our culture, we put that on a sacrifice, on an altar, and we embrace the culture of the kingdom, which releases life, we'll find things transformed and we'll live in God's best. The promised covenants that God has for us will be availed to us and no longer will the word of God be of no or zero or nil effect but we'll be living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword and we'll release the abundant life that God has for us. And so this is Abraham Foss of For Your Good Ministries International signing off and thanking you for listening to that that's been taught today by and from the Word of God. Please look us up. We'd love to engage with you. Go to our website, foryourgood.net or send us an email info at foryourgood.net or inquiries at foryourgood.net and we'd love to talk with you, engage with you, answer any questions you might have. When you go to our website, download our free resources of which there are a growing number of those. Avail yourself to them. And allow the word of God to be a blessing to you. So again, this is Abraham Foss of For Your Good, in, pardon me, of For Your Good Ministries International Sign off and say, God blessed we are and empowered by the word of God.